there's healthy versions of competition, but true alphas aren't trying to compete with everybody because they know what they're capable of. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. In today's episode, I get to chat with my dear friend, Johnny L. Sasser, who is a former Special Operations U.S. Army Ranger who served in the Elite 2nd Battalion 75th Ranger Regiment with four combat tours between Iraq and Afghanistan. After that, he protected the U.S. ambassador to Iraq for five years out of Baghdad. When Johnny returned full-time to the U.S., he had lost his own sense of purpose and became depressed, alone, and felt emptiness, which turned into a divorce. Johnny found new purpose in starting his own podcast, The Art of Masculinity, in order to shed light on how alpha men struggle and are open to growing together. Since then, Johnny has been featured in podcasts such as Tough Love, Destined to Be, Think Yourself Healthy, and many, many more, speaking specifically on how to build a strong foundation in authentic masculinity. Through his podcast and social media platforms, Johnny has taken his experience to follow a new mission, helping men find strength in developing a healthy masculinity aligned with who they are. All right, Johnny, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm super freaking excited to jump into this conversation with you. And yeah, so thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I was super excited to be on your show. I'm really actually so proud of you for finally putting this out there. Thank you. Yeah, same. The keyword, finally. It's been in the works for a while. So yes, I agree. And thank you very much. Um, So as you know, we get started with some rapid fire questions. So let's jump on in. All right. That's cool. First thing. I got some slow fire answers. All right. Perfect. What's something that you're grateful for right now? Uh, This beautiful home that my wife and I just moved into in South Carolina. Absolutely. 100% uh, amazingly grateful for it. And just trying to soak up every moment in this house right now. Yeah, it is gorgeous. And I can't wait to come visit um, next month, I believe is the plan, right? Sweet. <laughs> For Taylor. Uh, news to me. <laughs> <laughs> what is a guilty pleasure of yours, whether or not you actually feel guilt? You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I totally feel guilty. Uh, it has to be that um, I love watching like the show, The Mentalist. 
And oh, that's and the like, just, uh, I don't wait, know. It's, I don't, we don't. Yeah. What is that one about? It's a, it's an old, like, it's not like an old show, but it was done, like started in like 2004. And it's basically a dude who, um, used to, he was like, you know, quote unquote, a psychic and he was like a showman, but he really just reads people really well and okay. his family gets murdered. So then he attaches himself to the police force to find the killer so he could go kill oh. him. And, uh, it's just, but it's really quirky. It's a really brilliantly done show, but I'm all about like human interaction and how to read people and all these things from eye contact to tones to to body language to facial expressions to all these things and yes he, he applies all that in the show so it's a guilty pleasure because we don't watch tv too often and i feel guilty i feel like i should be doing something for my business instead of watching the show sometimes eh, at night right <laughs> I, that reminds me of the show lie to me i used to like that one too where he's like micro expressions and all this kind of stuff like studying people yeah i get it i get it what is a random fact that most people don't know about you? God, man, people ask me this stuff all the time. <laughs> I don't know this shit. Um, I would say that most, most people don't know about me is that I can be a 100% complete nerd. I absolutely like love space and I love learning about space from astrophysicists and trying to understand it because I am such a lay person, but I love to read books on it. I listen to Flat Earthers, books you know. on it. Yeah, I <laughs> I listen to uh, I, I listen to flat earthers now. Um, I listen to uh, podcasts, so I, I really try to soak it up. I actually have some really weird books on really highly intellectual, like science based things, and I would never have imagined that I I actually like that, but I really love reading it. <laughs> I like it. I like. It. I'm I freaking love space too. I mean, you know. Um, if you weren't doing, if you weren't doing what you do now and you had to get a completely different kind of job or career, what would you do? Does it have to be in this day and age or can it be in any day? Oh, time travel, please yeah. tell I'd us. I'd be a bank rob bank robber for sure. Like Jesse James <laughs> easily. Okay. Yeah, I'd be robbing okay. banks. I'd be knocking off freaking. I'd be, I mean, I wouldn't go and like kill anybody like men at the pistol whip some people to get the money out. But like, we definitely, I'd be robbing banks, robbing trains. An outlaw. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, Interesting. Sure. <laughs> Very unique answer. Any weird talents or special skills? Oh man. Uh, this is kind of the same thing of like, I, I feel like I don't have, I, I guess my weird talent is I don't have any weird talents. I, I, I really don't. I'll have to ask uh, your wife. I she really probably knows some random, it. like random crap and tricks that you, you know I how to do or something. I, I can naturally do a lot of things, but I don't have any like weird, like I'm not out there playing the xylophone or some shit, right? Like I'm not like doing some crazy, I'm not freaking doing backflips off horse horseback while riding, you know, like I'm not doing any crazy things like that. So I don't know. I've just been naturally gifted. I'm grateful for it to do, be able to do a lot of different things, but I can't say I have any weird shit that I do. Like I'm not, not doing any crazy quirky stuff okay. i wish i had a good answer for it that's a all right part. maybe work on yeah maybe figure it out get one a random like special skill too, so. <laughs> weird talent shaming oh gosh yeah, yeah your weird talents you shame the shit out of me when you ask yeah me i feel triggered i'm triggered i'm leaving the interview <laughs> what what did you want to be when you were little oh easily i wanted to be a professional soccer player for sure Back before right. like, MLS was even around, like that was way, it was back, back way before like MLS was even a thing and stuff like that. And I, I definitely wanted to be a professional soccer player. Nice. Nice. 
When is the last time that you cried? Ooh, uh, I would probably say the last time I remember crying was I was really drunk and uh, Taylor and I were watching 13 Hours, which is a movie oh, about yeah. the, the CIA dudes overseas in Benghazi. And I remember being in Iraq at that time when Benghazi kicked off and I didn't know anybody particularly that was part of it. But when I, uh, anyways, we were just like, dude, send us over. We're like a quick flight over there. Like we were mm. begging the RSOs to send us over there. Anyways, long story longer is that, that we were watching that movie. I was really drunk and it made me like tear up and cry. Cause I was just like, wow. man, it just made me sad. Cause it's just like, it's... you know, those guys were left. They were left out there for, for no reason other than complete idiocy at that yep. time from our yep. own politicians. And, uh, just made me sad that they just disregarded guys like that, that were doing a job to mm-hmm. keep people safe. So yeah, that's yeah, the last that's time. Yeah. An incredible movie as well. Yeah. All yeah, right. When's good. the last time that you laughed so hard you almost peed your pants? Or maybe you didn't yeah. pee your pants. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um shit. There was a, what was I listening to the other day? I was listening to something on Joe, Joe Rogan's podcast, maybe like last week. And he was talking about, Oh God, I can't remember what it was, but it, it literally almost made me pee my pants. Plus if I watch anything with like awaken with JP, I damn near pee. My oh pants my goodness. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Oh yes. So, yes. I mean, yes. It's almost like a, at this point, it's almost like a weekly basis. <laughs> All right. I'm into it. Yeah. And same your favorite meal. Oh, favorite meal is definitely like, um, I have to say like uh teppanyaki Japanese food, like, oh. you know, where they have it on like the open, they have like the open grill in front of you and they cook the, yeah, and they yeah, chop yeah, it all up. Yeah. Chop. Yeah. If you guys can't see this, it's Lauren. Oh yeah. 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 Chops watch, watch the video <laughs> version on YouTube, the chopping and flinging the shrimp and stuff. Yeah, um, so sh- yeah. That's my favorite. All right. I like it. Favorite travel destination or maybe your next travel destination. Oh man shit i would say my favorite I'll, I'll go with my favorite oh i got two can i give two and just give two favorites or do it only yeah one favorite there are no um, rules there are no rules okay two favorites for different reasons one is uh i love slovenia in europe beautiful country absolutely stunning uh and then i love australia i absolutely mm. love love loved australia so those are my two favorite travel destinations. I love it. Know, Australia is yeah. high on my list. I haven't been to either, um, either of those places, but, but yeah, Australia is high, high up there. All right. That concludes our rapid fire. So now we're going to get into like the meat of the things. Obviously everyone knows I get, I gave your quick bio right at the beginning, but like you are, I, I feel like the best, one of the best ways to describe you is like one of the most like badass, like healthy alpha like masculine men who also has such a huge heart and is just so passionate about serving others and helping others especially other men like own their vulnerability like stand really strong in their healthy masculine and everything like that and I freaking love the work that you're doing but I would love for you to kind of tell your like quick quick story for everybody of how how you got to where you are now Cause you have a fucking awesome story. I love that. I really wish I was recording that and I just can just play that for myself every morning. That was like such well, a pick me up. I was like, wow, Lauren, thank you. Oh, it's like a, it's like a warm hug with words. You're welcome. And guess what? This is being recorded. So you can. 
I'm just gonna require. I'm gonna put that on replay every morning. Like, oh, every morning, your alarm, today. your alarm clock. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, thank you. I received that. That's You're amazing, welcome. and I love your words. And obviously, I, I love your support. You're such a, a great human yourself. With my story, like to make that, I'll do my best to make it quick. But it all started when I was 17 years old, and I had to get emancipated to go in the military. But I really got into the military not because I felt like there was any strong tie there. It's because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And all my friends were getting all their stuff for colleges. And I was a great soccer player. I was on the best team in California. We were ranked in number one in the state. We were 48 and 0. But I didn't do any testing to get scouted by the NCAA. So I didn't do any SATs or ACTs. I didn't really care. I was just like playing soccer and then drinking with friends and like playing soccer and drinking with friends. That was kind of like my thing. Mm -hmm. And so it came time for it. I didn't know what I was doing. And no one really guided me. So I found myself in a recruiter's office at 17 years old, and this was early in the war. So it was 2004, mm-hmm. and we had just gotten into Iraq not too long before that, and we were in a place called Fallujah. Fallujah was incredibly hot at the time. So I signed up for the military, and I wanted to go Army Rangers, and I had heard about the special operations community, and I had a good friend of mine who showed me some stuff on SEALs and special forces and Rangers. And I was like, oh, these Rangers seem pretty badass. Like, let me try to get that. So I go in there and I try to sign up for Army Rangers. And after I get through the medical and processing, the guy's like, yeah, you can get to Rangers once you get to your unit. We'll just send you over to 3rd ID. And 3rd ID was a regular Army unit hot in Fallujah at the time with the Marines. Um, They were Army, but Marines were in Fallujah as well. So I was like, I was a 17-year-old kid. I didn't know any better. So I get into the military and I go through basic training and I'm in basic training and, and the and one of my drill sergeants, I was, I was a PT stud. I was knocking out all my push-ups. I was maxing out my, my pull-ups. I was running two miles in like 11 and a half minutes. I was just maxing everything. He goes, Hey, Ellis Asa. And I was like, Oh shit, what did I do, man? I'm about ready to get jacked up. And he goes, Hey, what contract you want? And I was like, what do you mean? What contract I want drill sergeant? He goes, you want to be a ranger? You want to be special forces? You want to go be a sniper? What you want to do? And I was like, well, I'd love to be a ranger drill sergeant. He goes, cool get get upstairs so i get upstairs and next night i come back down and we're eating chow and we go go to go back upstairs and he calls me over again ellis come over here so i come over he literally whips a contract out hands it to me hands me a pen turns around i sign this contract on his back and right after basic training i was in airborne school and then i went to rip which was ranger indoctrination program and then right after that i was in second battalion up in fort lewis and that was kind of like the start to everything it was mm-hmm. just very fortuitous and now i understand it was the universe's way of just putting this all there for me um but it was just i didn't do anything other than be and then it happened and so that was really cool but then i went to the military and I was uh, in four combat tours as a special operations U.S. Army Ranger. I did three in Iraq, one in Afghanistan. And then after that, I, I hopped out and um, went to protecting the U.S. ambassador to Iraq for another five years with a private company. And so I spent about my first 10 years from about 18 to 28 uh, in and out of the Middle East, living in and yeah. out of the Middle East. During a time a when things time. were pretty intense over there as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, like, we were doing at the special peak. operations stuff. Yeah, yeah, we were we were hot, and it was uh, it was a fast paced life, very chaotic. So, but um, that was kind of where everything went. But then, as I got out of the doing protection, I wanted to finally come back home and enjoy the land that I had been basically defending for ten years. 
And I was like, wow, like, let me come enjoy this. So I come home and I take a desk job and realized that uh, it took me about six months to realize I was like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I was like, what's my purpose now? Like, who am I? And I didn't even really know, like the guy that I had built, this uber alpha strong-minded dude, this guy that I had built, like he was just kind of fading away because there was no purpose. And I was like, what mm -hmm. am I even living for? Like what, just the weekend to go drink and like, you know, smoke something on the freaking, uh, you know, smoker out back. And like, that was literally all my weekends were about. And I was just like, wow, I am really lost. Well, that spiraled into a failed marriage. And I really just didn't know who I was at the time. And I was like, wow, when I met Taylor, Taylor and I had been friends and we were friends from the gym and we'd been friends for a long time. And she had gone through a split and I had just gone through a divorce and she just started talking to me about like self-development stuff. And then as we started to date, she started to bring it in more. And I was like, get out of here. Who are these people to tell me anything about? <laughs> get out of here. Like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, what, what have these people done in their lives? Like compared to what I did. So I had this huge chip on my, right. So I picked up the book, Excuses Be Gone. And that was the first book that really got me into wanting to build myself because it was a huge mm. punch in the gut to me that I was carrying a chip around on my shoulder. And my excuse was I was more badass than people. So why would I listen to them? And so I realized a lot of my brothers overseas had that same mentality because I remember talking to them and they couldn't wait to get back to this miserable place. And yet they had beautiful wives and beautiful families back at home. They just didn't know how to coexist with them when they were there. And they didn't understand yeah. that that was a problem. I feel like so, what, what movie is it? Was it Hurt Locker where he goes, he keeps going back? Was, is that the one? Either way, if that's, if I'm not thinking of the right one, um, that I feel like that's a common thing that we even see in, in movies and that I've heard from not just you, but other, other men who have served as well. And like, if I'm, if I'm thinking of this right, like army ranger, like that's, that's like the Navy seals in the army, right? Like that's like the most badass that you can go. Yeah, there's only there's like one level of uh, like, so yes, we're equivalent to like SEALs and equivalent to like force recon and pararescue mm -hmm. and special forces. We're all in the same. We just all do different jobs. Yeah. There's one group that I hold above all of us and they technically are army, but they're just like the baddest group because any one of us, anybody from any of the other units can apply to be there. Um, so they're a badass group, but they're probably the baddest group, but most people yeah. don't know who they are. And then they sit, in my opinion, above everybody else. But, but yeah, so I realized though, that, that so many men were struggling. I realized that the, my brothers overseas were struggling and I felt like, wow, if I, if I'm going to start this work for myself, I need to make it so other guys want to listen to me and I can give them actual tools. So I started to dive into it and I started to do the research and understand men and masculinity from a different, more intellectual way and spiritual way as well. And that's when I came up with the podcast and I started trying to create programs and my experience to give guys a way that, you know, they can respect my background and who I am, which will give them permission to maybe listen and grab a tool or two tools from me that may help them salvage their marriage or salvage their relationship with their kids or salvage their relationship with themselves right like mm -hmm. that's the whole key so that's kind of where it all came from i know that was actually turned into a long story but no i loved it start to finish that's where it was yeah and so now like tell everybody about what you're what you're up to now and like the programs and stuff because you've got some really freaking cool things going on that men can jump in on and in and do work with you 
No, I love you, girl. Um, yeah, so we we have uh, I have the podcast, The Art of Masculinity, which I truly, truly love doing. And it's a beautiful way of opening the door where, you know, high octane guys from pro athletes to business moguls to um, uh, just elite people, elite men in this world, special operations guys, they've all been on there and they talk about their struggles and it helps mm -hmm. guys realize that they can have permission because if they're struggling, it's okay for you to struggle. And, uh, so some of the baddest dudes out there, but, um, that's the podcast. And then I just, uh, created a program with a dear friend of both of ours, Lucas, Mack, and it's, it's called the dawn of masculinity. And we've created that. And that kicks off May 3rd, but we're uh, creating an environment for guys to really start and to build themselves the week course where they get to build themselves from the foundation to then building the tools to keep pushing that foundation out there and keep them authentic and aligned with what they're building and they're authentic with. So that's mm. where uh, that course has is, is really been a passion of ours. We've been building it since last year. It's been a lot of fun to do with Lucas. He's, he's amazing human. Um, and then I have the experience, the wild man experience. And that's where I package uh, special operations with men's development, basically. So it's a so VIP cool. experience, all inclusive. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's all inclusive guys get to shoot out of helicopters. They get to shoot out of moving vehicles. They get to learn a little bit of CQB, what I did overseas for many years. Mm -hmm. um, but then they get to relax and shoot pool and sit by a fireside and have real conversation uh, with each other and build true tribes of men that are having deeper conversations than what most guys like to hide behind the superficial bullshit. So we, we break that open and it's a place where guys have permission to have that with also doing some really fun masculine stuff. Um, but then they're also treated to this whole VIP that we have executive chefs there where they have their own room. Uh, we take them to the best restaurant in Corpus Christi on the last evening where we have a full VIP dining experience there. So it's just an amazing time. And that's, that experience runs a couple times a year. So cool. I, I, I would, I want to come. <laughs> like a wild woman experience, but do the same thing just about. Yeah. <laughs> so I would love to talk about just masculinity, alpha men, all this kind of stuff. Cause obviously like I see you as an alpha man. Like I, th I think most people probably do, but somebody who is so grounded in healthy masculinity and vulnerability. And so I would love to hear like, what is your definition of toxic masculinity what does that look like because we hear that a lot and and well anyway I'll, I'll leave it there I'm like getting ahead of myself <laughs> so I so I personally don't like the term toxic masculinity um I, I had a good conversation with a dear friend as well and he was like he explained he, he goes what does toxicity mean right like when you look at the definition the definition of toxicity is unfit for consumption so what we're saying as a society is masculinity is unfit for consumption and that's not cool because that's trying to tell every man out there and even every alpha woman who's being a boss lady and holding her own masculine, we're saying that that's wrong, that it's negative mm -hmm. and that's not good. So for me, I like to say that there's a lot of false alphas out there. There's truly, there's very few true alphas. There's tons of false alphas that people want to act like they are. 
but then there's there's traits within masculinity just as within femininity there's traits that any one of us can make toxic if we abuse them in a negative way right so so to address like quote unquote the toxic masculinity it's just men that are actually they're really in their boyhood and they haven't really figured out what it is to be a man they actually mm. don't know who they are and most of the men that are actually struggling through this have had a lot of trauma in their past and they've never looked at it and actually taken um taken stock of it and said whoa 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 what happened to me and, and and why did this happen and how can i talk to myself to give myself some love in that past moment to now help me be a better person now because that's part of the big reason why these men are exhibiting such toxic behaviors is because the fact that they don't understand that what happened to them wasn't their fault mm -hmm. it was just they were a product of something and on top of that, it's been the societal conditions, right? When we look at this sociologically, I can dive into so many different aspects of this, but sociologically, we've been conditioned as men for certain things. And that's been a lot of repression of emotions. And mm -hmm. that's been a lot of not trying to get in tune with ourselves. And that's been a lot of self-harsh criticism because the aspects of what a man is supposed to be in society is unattainable. I mean, we've based it off of movies and cartoons and action figures and marketing. It's not actually based on real life, what a man can yeah. and should be. So that's the difference. Yeah. What, what would you say some of the like most common kind of characteristics or traits are that you see when with men who are exhibiting that like false alpha or the quote unquote toxic masculinity? Like how does that usually look? I love this question. It's really good. So the guy that's the one upper, the one upper is a, a key indicator. The one upper. Yeah, the one upper. So many guys are the one uppers. Um, it's a it's a key indicator of somebody that's not truly confident in themselves. So basically what happens is those men need to always show that they're one upping you, even with women, they'll one up women. So you'll tell me like, man, John, I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and I'm like, cool. I climbed half of Everest and you're like, okay, bro, I didn't ask. Like, like it's, <laughs> but they have to interject, like they have to interject a one up every time. Mm -hmm. And those, that's a key indicator of dudes being false. Um, there's, there's that shifty eyes tend to be a, a lot of times too, with guys that are actually presenting like a false sense of themselves. Yeah. They're never looking at you like directly in the eyes. They're always looking around you or away from you when they're speaking to you. And then they tend to speak down to you, right? Like mm -hmm. they, they tend to speak very nonchalantly and they don't actually sound very interested, uh, in a lot of cases. So, um, the other way is a lot of these guys they have to tell you how cool they are, right? So aside from being like a one-upper, they actually have to tell you how like the cool things that they've done in their lives or the cool things that they own or the cool mm. things that they've heard, right? They have to always let you know how much value they have because they're not confident with the value they actually yeah. do present. So those are mm -hmm. some key indicators of dudes that are kind of like false. And then I also like to say the dudes that look like they're like carrying suitcases, you know, and like they're walking around <laughs> like this. Um, but yeah, you look oh, at them, their lats. Aren't too many, too many cycles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or, or their lats just aren't even that big. And you're like, bro, you're, you're kind of holding that. You're like, relax like, a little bit. Yeah. yeah just yeah, take a breath. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. 
yeah, those guys, a lot of times the physical posture to make themselves look bigger than they are is, is a pretense for being that false alpha because they, they don't want to be presented to other men as less than or weaker than. So just mm-hmm. a few different things there that I see on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I, that's great. Are you an entrepreneur looking to elevate your authority? Do you want to be known as the go-to expert in your industry, even more than you already are? To reach celebrity status and get your message out to even more people around the world? Have you been considering public relations, but you just haven't found the right agency to work with? Or maybe you haven't seen the results that you were hoping for? I get it. Working with a PR agency can be expensive and sometimes you don't get the results. At Influence and Impact, we've worked with some of the biggest heart-centered entrepreneurs in the game helping them to land major media coverage, top podcast interviews, speaking gigs, and collaborate with influencers who are excited to share their message with their audience. We would love to support you in getting your message out into the world in an even bigger way so that you can make an even bigger impact. You deserve it, and the world needs more of you. To learn more about Influence and Impact's PR and influencer marketing services, please visit laurensalon.com. How would you define what it is to be an alpha male? Like, what is your definition of that? Yeah. So the dudes that are the alpha males are the dudes that you just actually don't know they're alphas. <laughs> that, as, as stupid as that may sound, the guys that are out there that are humble about themselves, they're humble about the life that they've led. They can, they can be self-deprecating. They can joke. They can be playful. They can be funny. They can be serious when they have to. They're supportive of other people. They're not sitting there thinking they're in competition because competition in a lot of ways, there's healthy versions of competition, but true alphas aren't trying to compete with everybody because they know what they're capable of. They don't care that the fact that you may have done something better than them, so they need to talk down to you. They are like, wow, that's amazing, Lauren. You did something really cool. And they're supportive of you because they're not intimidated by you doing something cooler Mm. than them because they are actually confident in who they are. And so true alphas are guys that really are actually out there and they aren't trying to show you that they're even an alpha. They, you, you tend to actually know these people through the way that they hold themselves, both physically and energetically, um, and the way that they speak to other people. You know, these are the guys when they're genuine and they're honest and they have a high level of integrity for themselves. Those are true alphas, the guys that make sure that they're not just taking care of themselves, but then they help other people. That's a true alpha. And a lot of times, like I said, I've known some of the baddest dudes on this planet and you, you would sit next to him in a bar and you'd be like, this guy did what? And you're like, yeah, that guy did that. And they're like, holy crap, that's who that is. And you're like, wow. But that's truly what those alphas are. It's the, the false persona of has gotten so twisted in society that the real alphas that are out there, they fly right under the radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like an understated like presence and knowing and kind of that feeling um, that you get. And I, I think today, and I, I think you probably would agree with me, we are seeing a huge, huge attack, like culturally, um, attack on masculinity, attack on alpha men. 
And as you were saying, like, I think there definitely is a way that the alpha or masculinity shows up in its wounded state. Right. And that's not, not good for, for anybody, but, but yeah, I would love to kind of hear your thoughts and feelings on like the attack on masculinity that we're, we're seeing. Yeah. Um, or if you agree with me on that. No, no, you hundred percent, you hit the nail on the head. I think there's a huge attack on masculinity in society today, but I think there's a huge attack on masculinity because people don't really understand masculinity. That's the problem. Societies can, societies created a false persona of what masculinity is. And then they're attacking that persona that they've actually created. They're not actually attacking the true masculinity that's completely healthy for this planet that is in every sense of society. They're not attacking that because they don't even know what it is. And they're not, attra- they're not attacking the true alphas because they don't even know what those look like. So they, they actually, in a lot of ways, society is attacking masculinity, but it's attacking a false assumption of what masculinity is. It's attacking the exact um, sociologically created version of masculinity, mm-hmm. not the true version of masculinity. That's, that's where I think a lot of people are missing the mark, but this attack on masculinity in any, in any form is not, in my opinion, not right, because there are toxic behaviors that people can have. And just like with femininity, there are toxic behaviors. I'm sure, you know, many women that have presented those, right. We both do. Mm-hmm. And that is not, that's not healthy either for society, but when these people come out and they try to say that all masculinity is toxic um, and they, they're just saying that this, you know, what they believe masculinity to be is toxic. Well, okay, guys, do you truly actually even know what you're talking about? And that's where for me, what are you really telling men? And the other thing is, what are we actually even teaching men what masculinity is? Because what they're saying is toxic may actually be these negative versions or traits of masculinity but that's not what every guy's presenting, right? Like that's not yeah. what guys are presenting and that's not, but guys are taught also different things as well. And so when it's not the things that guys are presenting, but then guys are just confused anyways, because they don't even know where the evolution of masculinity started and where it's going. Right. So yeah. They don't know how to like what it even means to be an alpha or masculine or, or anything like that. Like, and instead revert, I think to the opposite of being like, super submissive and like beta, you know? And how do you think we get more like healthy masculine or more like healthy alpha men in our world? Because like, yes, like let's like more masculine, like healthy, like men in their divine masculine, like healthy alphas, yes, please here for it. And I think it would make our country and world a better place as well. Yeah, because, you know, healthy masculine men are, are not out here trying to promote the patriarchy, right? The patriarchy has been a huge downfall of society because it's cut one of our biggest assets out, which is women and the balance of femininity. Like we have to have polar, we have to have the polarity between masculine and feminine or we fall. Like it's, mm-hmm. that's just absolutely 100%. Every household, when a woman and a man is both in their masculine, it sucks when one is in the other and then and the other one is in the other and they're able to balance each other because it is a fluid relationship that's when things are cohesive and so just like in society you know the masculine the alpha is is not sitting there trying to support the patriarchy but your question as to how do we get guys to step more into that is actually we have to first have men understand that what you are presenting right now, unless you have taken the time to actually do a self-evaluation of the values of what you hold as a man, 
what you are doing right now is presenting what somebody else gave you. It's mm. not what you actually found. So we need guys to realize a lot of what's in their, their toolbox right now may not even be aligned with actually who they are. And a majority of the times it's not whatsoever. And they're like, holy crap, they have to, they have to realize that I need to actually take a look at this and then I need to say, okay, what is it that serves me now? And what do I actually support? And what do I want to bring into this? And what do I want to throw out? Because if guys haven't done that self-assessment, they're leading with a false sense of masculinity, which is also leading them to unhappy uh, marriages and unhappy lives. Mm -hmm. And it leaves them being despondent to others. And it leaves them being um, hating their jobs. It leaves them in so many negative places, which is why men have the highest suicide rate among mm -hmm. the two sexes. Um, and it leaves us in such negative places because they haven't taken the time to evaluate who they are as men. And so I think the first step to this is every guy out there should be saying, oh, shit, uh, have I looked at this and what I hold as a valuable, valuable pieces to what my what I believe a man is today? And what do I truly actually believe a man is today and start to build that to actually create an infrastructure for themselves? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that you called out like when you're in a partnership with somebody and you're both like operating in your masculine or even both operating in your feminine because everyone like, you know, listening, we all know like men and women, we each have masculine and feminine energies as, as part of us and we can move within both and something within my own marriage, which as everyone knows, like I'm in the process of finalizing a divorce and I used to be so stuck in my masculine and wanting my ex to be the alpha and the leader and the like mass dominant masculine energy in our relationship. And I was consuming so much of that space that it didn't really leave room for him to step into that. And, and then when I did finally like learn how to ease into my feminine more, I could really feel the lack of the masculine in our dynamic. And we'd have conversations about this. And I, and he would even ask me like, okay, what does it mean then to like own my masculine energy more? And I'm like, I don't fucking know how to tell you how to do that. Like, I'm not, what? Like, I don't know. And, and, but it's so important to realize that and, and yeah, to realize like my, my own role in it or the, the woman's role in it or the partner's role in it. And so I, yeah. So I would love to hear too, how for you, because Taylor, your wife, who is one of my besties, she is somebody I would consider an alpha woman. And she is like an expert at energy and stuff like that. And being able to like, you know, know when to lean into masculine and feminine and all that kind of stuff is a master of her energy. And so I would love to hear kind of how that dynamic, like how you guys learned to like balance your own energies, both being what I would call healthy alpha man and woman. Yeah, it's, it's a great thing. But it's, you know, I would add that it's ing, not ed, we're learning. Yes, uh, we yes, still yes. Fight just like other, we still fight just like other couples, we still get in arguments when we have like, we still are learning to effectively balance that between each other. Um, and she's learning more that when you know, tools like when she steps out of the office, right, and she steps out of the doorway, she becomes 
wife at that point, right? And she gets yes. to say, okay, I'm leaving the business owner. I'm leaving the, you know, business running back in the office and I get to step into my feminine. Now, does that work every time? Guys, be realistic. No, it doesn't. I, I come yeah. down here and it's like <laughs> a fire breathing dragon sometimes, right? And then like, <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. And, but then also I'm not in the right position in my own energy to support her in that moment. And then that creates problems, right? So, so this is, this is the thing is I, and that's where the balance between the two sexes comes in is that, you know, I'm still learning to tap into my feminine side of when I need to receive and support her. Mm -hmm. And when mm -hmm. I need to hold that space to allow her to stay in that masculine for a little bit when she comes down, but there also needs to be that balance of great communication when it's like, Hey, Taylor, you're getting, you're getting a little off here. And maybe we need to talk about, okay, yeah, I've been in my feminine supporting you, but now you're sitting a little too long in this and we need to kind of flip the script mm -hmm. there. And so yeah. when you have real communication like that, that allows you guys to figure out when the transition needs to take place, but also to realize when, okay, wow, maybe my energy's off for this situation. I need to, maybe she's a little hot right now or maybe I'm a little hot right now so either one of us needs to take a step back and say okay what energy do I need to tap into or yeah. uh, you're going to have an explosive conversation and it's just going to be a fight so I yep. mean it's it's still something that we're incredibly learning all the time and we are not perfect at it by any means as a couple it's something that we fluidly go through on a regular basis and it's just something that I think it's beautiful to continually learn, but to accept the fact that, you know, understanding that you both have that ability and understanding that you can, you can, as a man, you can comfortably step into your feminine. You're not a little, you know, you're not like a little baby to do so. Like, that's fine, man. Mm -hmm. Like step into it. it doesn't make you less of a man. Like it yeah. makes you actually a better husband. It makes you Absolutely. a better, but you can't reset back into your masculine, like maybe your husband, your ex-husband didn't have the ability to do because he didn't know maybe, right? I'm not calling him out for that. But if you can't reset back into your masculine, that's where problems can happen because then all of a sudden the, the polarity completely flips and then mm -hmm. the man isn't the man and then the woman's left wanting the man to be the man. It's yeah. Point. And it's, it's an ebb and flow. It's a dance, you know, and, and yes, you're always, figuring out how to balance it better, more effectively. And, and I will say too, like kind of a disclaimer for everyone listening is that whatever, like my, the relationship dynamic that I like is like, I want to feel like my partner is the leader, is the alpha, is the like dominant masculine in the relationship. Even with me being a very alpha woman, I want my partner to be the leader. And that doesn't mean like, that's not the way it has to be, you know, um, plenty of people like the woman may be the leader, the alpha, the dominant, that sort of thing. And if that works for you, amazing. If that's your ideal dynamic, great. And so when I'm saying all this of like, the man should be the masculine leader, all this stuff, like that's, that's what is most aligned for me and what I desire. So just want to like, you know, put out that like disclaimer for everybody. Um, but, but knowing still, no matter who, assumes the role of the more alpha or leader in the relationship, knowing that it's always an ebb and flow, you know, and you're always dancing between these energies with each other. I would love to, I know we are running tight on time, so we are absolutely going to have more conversations together on the show, but what are some tips for the ladies who may want to attract or date an alpha man? 
Oh man, this is great. One of the tips is, and, and I actually had success with this, so I'm really proud of it. Oh, I'm going to take um, notes. <laughs> but um, ask, ask real questions when you, mm. when you're going out there and, and you're dating, right? Don't ask the stupid superficial questions. What do you do? Where'd you grow up? No. What's the last book you read? What kind of podcast do you listen to? I'm going to, it's going to key you in exactly on what their mentality is right away. And you need to find a guy that is in line with what you're looking for in a man. So as soon as he starts talking about, oh, I don't read books. Well, fuck, man. Well, peace, deuces. Like, maybe that's not your dude. Doesn't matter what he looks like. Ask real questions, right? If you want to try to find the guys that are real, like dudes trying to do work on themselves and stepping into that space of development, then you need to ask real questions. That's, that's the first and biggest thing I can give any woman out there um, is ask the real questions. Get, get away yeah. from the stupid bullshit. It's not going to do anybody any good. You're going to know right away if they're in alignment with, with what, you're, what you're going on and um, what you're doing. When, you're, when, you, when you want to attract men that like that as well, like be, I, I guess it's like, well, I, you know, if you're in social media, be conscious about what you're putting out there and i'm not saying filter any of your shit but like be conscious about what you're putting out there because that will attract obviously lauren we've even we did an ig live when some fucking weirdos came in there but like <laughs> the but like what you put out sometimes especially for you women being being beautiful women you're not going to get guys that typically are the guys that you want to actually have a real conversation with so when you i when you talk about this when you put stuff out there, when there's genuine people who actually respond to it with great information or actual symbiotics, uh, symbiotic uh, conversation, those are people maybe you want to engage with, right? And sometimes I think women in this day and age need to actually take a little more of an effort in that because men uh, at the end of the day are in a very confusing position in these times. And yeah. so for a woman to take that initiative, it doesn't mean you're stepping fully into your, your masculinity. It just means you're giving them the open door to then be themselves and to have that conversation with you and let them kind of come out. But the other thing is, um, be aware of languaging a guy that always says I or me, I would stay away from that. That's not going to mm -hmm. be a conscious dude, right? He's not doing work on himself when he's saying I or me, that's his, his priority um, is not other people. His priority is, is just really him. And it's not even listening to other people. Um, and to attract other men, it's so hard because in this day and age, everything's so goddamn virtual. So it's like, Ugh. you know, how do you, <laughs> yeah. how do you I, I did like the online dating thing for a little while and like, let, I'll be real. I fucking killed it. And I'm so over it. It's exhausting. And it's like a sea of shit out there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it, everybody. It, it, I trust me. I've heard, I mean, I, I can give a couple to a couple more tools here. One is if you have any men that are kind of in that development space on themselves that are friends, ask them who their friends are, mm -hmm. uh, ask them, Hey, you know, like not being sleazy, but like, who, who is it that you look at as people who are good dudes, like in their social media presence, and maybe they can either connect you stuff like yeah. that. Um, referrals. Yeah, referrals for sure. And the other thing is, is just taking, um, if, if you follow any <laughs> guys, this sounds really weird, but I'm just like, it, it just, it, it's coming out of me right now because I, I'm like, okay, how can you navigate the, the, the online space without getting into like the apps and stuff like that? I would 
personally look for guys who are in the self-development space and then look who they follow. And I would say, huh, maybe those are guys to follow and then maybe start a conversation with down the road when yeah. you start to see the kind of content they put out because then you know where their mindset's at. Yeah, but work that algorithm, get get more discoverable, start following them, engaging with their stuff. I like that's those are tactics. It's exactly. tactics. Like those are real things in today's age. And and so for people that, you know, for most of the United States, it's it's not open for people really going out and making conversation, right? And so like these are ways that we have to navigate it, but those would be some key places that I would start if I was a woman trying to search out men who are doing a little more for themselves mm -hmm. and trying to get more evolved into their own mindset and psyche. Yeah. Yep. All right. I'm going to give you two more questions before we sign up. They'll Perfect. probably be pretty quick because I know you got another interview to jump to. If some, a woman listening is in partnership right now with a man who she's like, oh my gosh, my, like, I love, I love this man. Like I plan on like being with him, all this stuff, like, and realizing he has some work to do on his masculinity and everything like that. How do you plant that seed to encourage your partner to get started in doing this kind of work? Uh, I call it psychological warfare. And so <laughs> I tell people to do, and I tell women to do is basically maybe you put on a podcast of a guy that mm. you like that is talking about masculinity or talking about how he developed himself and all these things. Maybe you put that on in the background when you're in the, you know, if you're cooking dinner that night or you guys are just lounging around um, in the living room, whatever, maybe uh, you put a couple of those podcasts on, on a regular basis. Maybe you toss him a book, right? So the thing with guys is they have to make the decision themselves. But if you toss them a book, like something like excuses be gone and say, wow, I was listening to this podcast. And um, I really, really, uh, I heard, you know, this amazing dude, this is his background. And he said, this book was great. It really helped him. Um, I think you should read it guys. Uh, you know, their guys going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. But then guess what? Maybe a month or two months from then they actually pick it up, mm -hmm. and they read it yeah. and it helps start. The last yeah. thing I can say, is positive reinforcement. Men like men are like animals when it comes to positive reinforcement. When my wife tells me she thinks it's really sexy when I do something, I will do that over and over again because yep. I want to be loved. I want to be attracted to I want my wife to be attracted to me, right? So when you say, "Oh man, you know, Jake, that's a, I, you know, that's really hot when you were reading that book today on the couch like that. I wanted to jump your bones, but you look so cute. Like I really wanted to, you know, yes. guys love that stuff. Give yes. him positive reinforcement to do the behavior that, you, and you're not conditioning him like a dog, but when he starts I mean. to realize that that's, yeah. <laughs> when he starts to realize hey. But when he starts to realize there's that positive affirmation after it, and then there's that level of attraction, he'll continue to do that. And then as he continues mm -hmm. to do that, guess what? Those words of the book or the podcast or the audiobook are going to start to sink into him. And then all of a sudden, he's going to start doing more of his own development and start to find his own people, right? But you have to, to get him started. Great ways are the psychological warfare and the positive reinforcement and affirmation.
Psychological warfare. I love it. Yes, I completely agree with all of those things. And ladies, send your man this podcast episode. There you go. Um, so the one of the questions that I ask everybody who's here to kind of close it out, because obviously this show is called Amplify. What would you say is one key piece of advice, whether that's an action item, a quote, a, a thought, a question to ask yourself for people who are looking to stand out and really live an unapologetically bold and aligned life? Like what piece of advice would you give them? Oh man, I would say, I want to say authenticity, mm. uh, but so many people are going to say that. So I want to say something a little different, which is integrity. Um, yeah. Have integrity, have integrity with your message, have integrity with yourself and don't do not waver that for anything. Don't waver that because you think you're going to get more likes. Don't waver that because you think you're going to, uh, you know, be more famous. Don't waver mm -hmm. that. Like hold integrity with yourself, hold integrity with your message, hold integrity with your alignment. Because yes. as soon as you break that integrity, you will start to feel shame and guilt. You'll start to be, you'll start to get used by the people you thought you were getting into the right circles because you didn't hold integrity with yourself and stay away from that circle. Like all those things are going to come out after, after some time, if you don't choose to hold integrity. So anything to amplify your life is to make sure that your integrity with who you are and what you are trying to do on this planet. hundred percent. I love that. And lastly, where can everybody find you and connect with you? Yay. Um, you can find me at johnnylsasser.com. Uh, it shows some of the things that I'm doing there. And then you can connect with me on IG. That's the biggest platform that I use, which is johnny.lsasser. I'm also on Facebook, The Art of Masculinity, um, and Johnny L. Sasser on there. Uh, but those are the two biggest places is you can DM me or check my website. And yeah. That's, that's and everyone go subscribe to Johnny's podcast, The Art of Masculinity. It is great. And Johnny, thank you so much for being here. I didn't say earlier, but thank you for your service. Like big fucking deal. And I love you, appreciate you and have had a blast chatting with you today. Love you too, girl. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. All right. See you later. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.